Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. An Erio's original. I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and I am The Alarmist. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest tragedies and figure out who's to blame. Today we're discussing the Seawall Ferry Disaster. Here's what you need to know. We begin with a disaster unfolding in the waters off South Korea. This should have been a routine journey from Incheon to the island of Jeju. I don't think it was obvious it was going down to start with. A distress call was sounded just before 9 a.m. local time today. Loudspeaker announcements tell passengers to stay in their cabins. 
The ferry is now tilted 60 degrees. A massive underwater search is underway off Korea's southwest coast. 325 of the passengers on board were high school students. As the search for survivors continues, officials have said they'll investigate everything from whether the crew were negligent to whether there was a fault with the ship itself. The ship's captain appeared on Korean television with his face covered and saying he is sorry and deeply ashamed. We're soon tilting at more than five degrees, a critical threshold because that's a point of no return. On the evening of April 15, 2014, the ferry known as the MV Sewol departed the South Korean port Incheon on a voyage to Jeju Island. Most of the passengers were pupils and teachers from Danwon High School, embarking on a four-day study trip. The MV Sewol was originally built and operated in Japan for 18 years before it was purchased by the Chunghee Gen Marine Company and modified to operate in South Korea. Passengers wandered through the upper and lower deck restaurants, shops, and entertainment rooms as the ferry made its way through the Mengel Channel the next morning. At 8.45 a.m., many students were gathered in the ship's cafeteria for breakfast when they heard a loud bang. The ship had taken a sharp turn, causing the heavy cargo to slide toward one side of the ferry. Tons of weight crashed into the walls, and water began flooding into passenger compartments. Over the ferry's intercom, the communication officer on board announced, Please don't move. Stay put. Hold on to available pillars and stand by. Passengers were told that moving about the ferry was dangerous. Hundreds of students obeyed instructions and remained calm, with some making lighthearted jokes to pass the time and others discussing previous disasters where only the people who didn't follow orders survived. The first person to make an emergency call was high school student Choi Dukha. He reported the MV Seawall's capsize and a rescue patrol was dispatched. Crew members made their first distress call three minutes later, only to find the Coast Guard had already been alerted by a teenage passenger aboard the ship. Passengers were repeatedly told to remain in their chambers, even when the ferry's captain and his crew abandoned the ship about an hour after the ferry began to sink. They were the first to be rescued. While many students continued to obey the safety measures to remain in place, around 150 passengers jumped overboard. Dozens struggled to reach the exits due to the vessel's severe tilt. Many attempted to shatter windows in an effort to escape the fast-sinking ferry. By 1 p.m., the MV Sewol was fully submerged, with hundreds of passengers trapped beneath the freezing water. Dozens of boats, helicopters, and a team of South Korean Navy personnel frantically tried to locate as many as 295 missing passengers as darkness began to set in. The following morning, over 500 divers tried to locate people trapped inside the sunken boat, but stirred up mud created poor visibility. Initial reports from the Munwa Broadcasting Corporation stated that all students aboard the ship had been rescued. Text messages were also sent to the parents, reassuring them their children were safe. But as the hours passed, the real news reached the public. 22 of the 29 crew were alive, but 295 passengers remained missing. Over the course of several months, the death toll rose from 4 to 14, and finally 304, making it the deadliest ferry disaster in South Korea, since 1970.
fun facts, aka death stats. Of the 476 passengers and crew, 304 died in the disaster, including around 250 students from Danwon High School. Two rescue divers and five emergency workers died during the rescue mission. There were 172 survivors, and more than half were rescued by fishing boats and other commercial vessels that arrived at the scene approximately 40 minutes before the Korean Coast Guard. The year before the sinking, the ferry company spent over $500 in safety training, but around $230,000 in publicity. Following the tragedy, multiple people have died by suicide, including the vice principal of Danwon High School and a diver who had pulled victims from the ship. With us today, we have producer Clayton Early. Hello. Fact checker Chris Smith. Hi. And our very special guest today is podcaster, writer, Ben Acker. Hi, Ben. Hi. Now, Ben has a new book out, Stories to Keep You Alive Despite Vampires. <laughs> Love. Ben, can you tell us a little bit more about your book? Tell our listeners. I, I can tell them anything they want to know. Look, Great. I wrote this book of spooky stories uh, that ostensibly is for 10 and ups, uh, but it's for 10 and all the way ups. It's for comedy fans and uh, Halloween adults, uh, you know, all your Burton heads and um, Guillermo del Toro types. It's fun. It's the, the kind of spooky that I wanted from ghost stories when I was young. I don't know. It's it's like scary stories to tell in the dark. It was yes. really great. Oh, and, and I love that. <laughs> I'm just that's a challenge. I want to like have a, a feud with uh, the estate of scary stories to tell in the dark. It's illustrated. My illustrator can beat up their illustrator. Hell yeah! And um, I'm really happy with it. I'm really proud of it. It comes out August 30th. That's so exciting. Uh, People can pre-order. And if you yeah, if you pre-order. You're doing you're doing me a big solid. It's um, I'm learning about the publishing industry, and it's a whole thing that I don't fully understand. But mm. when an author asks you to pre-order and you do, you're a goddamn hero. <laughs> you're so, a number one fan. Exactly. If you want high fives from Ben as you pass him on the street, mm-hmm. this and is any your author. Beverly Cleary will do a whole elaborate hand jive. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's true. And you know. I- we're the alarmist here. We love practical advice in, you know, sticky situations. So does it have no. that as well? Like I, if I am in a spooky situation, mm-hmm. you know, the, the title kind of promises that you'll be able to help me out of those. Look, not to brag, but okay. there is a framing device in this book mm. and it is about vampires and how to um, oh. escape their, uh, their vampire bullshit right. via storytelling. <laughs> That's dope. Wow. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, there's all and sorts practical. of there's all sorts of overt and subtle uh, bits of um, useful advice in this yeah. book. I like the idea of vampire bullshit. That's just like a fun <laughs> phrase. <Yes. laughs> vampire oh, bullshit. They're always on their bullshit. <laughs> it is pretty yeah, messed they're, up. They're the do. supernatural equivalent of DGENs from up north. <laughs> okay. <laughs> ben, we'd like to start off yes. the show by asking our guest, what is something that's recently alarming you? What is something that's keeping you up at night? Um, there's so much to choose from. This mm-hmm. is... Um, this is great. There is, um, I don't know if people will remember this week that we recorded this thing, but there is finally seeming to be some sort of consequence, some sort of find out to the fuck around that's been happening for so long. Mm-hmm. And um, optimism 
is alarming you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not used to it. I, I am unused to it. I like, I need to like, I need to, I need to, it needs to be good. It needs to be done. It needs to like, Oh, it's so satisfying to see the things that are happening to the people that deserve it. Mm. And, um, but then, yeah, keep happening and then close, close the deal. Close okay. the deal. The world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and done. Yeah. Anxiety about closing the deal, mm. about things being too good. I can relate. Yeah, too good to be true. Yeah. Like it's going to just go awry it's like and all fall apart. You're I running you. downfield with the football and you're ahead of all of the defense and it's just you and the end zone. You got 10 yards to go though. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say it's like sports in some, in some ways. <laughs> Chris <laughs> is great with the sports analogies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's yards and balls and oh my God. field. That's yeah. right. And you don't um, want that strike. <laughs> <laughs> and and like and the 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 other like the other side of that um anxiety i don't know if you need more about this i can just Go ahead. stop talking but the other <laughs> thing is like it feels like it's been 2020 for like two years yeah <laughs> it's a lot like um the passage of time mm. is um is uh uh, it's Distorted. not. It's not happening, and no, it also yeah. is happening. <laughs> I know. Well, wh- why is it that like good times seem to be so short, and bad times seem to be so long? Um, never ending. Like That's some vampire bullshit. That's what that <laughs> is. Some vampire bullshit. That's right. Some eternal life nonsense. <laughs> but it is. And uh, some Einstein in there, probably. And some Einstein. Right. You know that Kvetch Einstein? <laughs> I'm having a hard time figuring out a transition this for this one. We're not helping you. We're really speaking yeah. of boats. Speaking of yeah. boats. No, we're all on this. We're all on the same boat about it, though, right? There That's you go. right. Thank That's you, right. Thank you, Ben. Mm-hmm. Um, now I, I have to admit this tragedy has kind of been keeping keeping me up at night mm-hmm. uh, yeah. for uh, a few days since I started like diving in. And um, it's just, this is a bad one. It's so awful. Yeah. And they're all bad, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But this one feels like easy to put yourself in their shoes. That's true. For some reason. There's like an innocence to it that just feels so tragic. You know, like these, these sweet young people who are just doing exactly as they were told. Yes. To their death. It's just so, I just can't, it's hard to comprehend. But that's why we're here. We're here to go over it, and we're here to put somebody up on the board and and give a sense of, uh, you know, you know. I mean, clarity. just yeah, just um, learn about it. So we could. I and this is per- perhaps a false sense of. I don't know what the word is. Is too early, but a false sense of something, um, where we feel like. If we were in these circumstances, we could, I don't know, figure out what we would do, perhaps think Mm -hmm. on our feet. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, it's a sort of a hindsight, you know, that That they didn't have, but perhaps we can have. um, Right. And our awareness of what's happening. I'm just trying to find a reason, you know, (laughs) just like (laughs) it's just so horrible to talk about, you know, right. It does feel like There's, one of those that you can just bury and not think about for a long time because it's too yeah. horrific. I, I I just can relate because as a rule follower, I'm, you know, I'm, a, I'm, the, right. I'm the alarmist. I love rules. I love like loudspeaker. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I can relate. I can see myself in this situation 
being like, we got to follow the rules. They're telling us what to do. Mm -hmm. Let's all be part of this collective and we'll be okay if we just follow these rules. Yes. The scariest thing it does for me is that it takes this trust you have Mm -hmm. in authority, which, Mm. you know, or trust in others. um, And it sort of challenges that and makes you basically – you basically say, you know, why, why, why should I trust anyone? Why should I trust what anyone says? Yeah. I'm on my own. Um, nobody's thinking about me except for myself. And you know, it sort of conjures how much you. It makes you realize how much you actually trust others when you go out into the world, and how much you have to trust others. You know, anyway. Yeah. Um, we're 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 starting out really really wide and broad, but yeah. Um, yeah. Let's let's. <laughs> Thanks try for coming, now. Ben. I'm yeah, <laughs> welcome to here. the show, Ben. So. Let's start off by putting cargo and steering errors up on the board. Okay. This is according to Hank Curie. The cause of the Sewell's sinking has long been a subject of debate. In October 2014, the Supreme Prosecutor's Office declared that the sinking took place because cargo that had not been properly secured shifted to one side while the vessel was listing due to steering error. But in April 2015, Guangzhou High Court suggested that Seawall may have sunk because of an engine failure rather than a steering error. A special committee to investigate the Seawall tragedy was subsequently launched, but the investigation was hampered by obstruction tactics by the Park Goon Hay administration, and the committee was forcibly disbanded in 2016. LA Times said the last of three major investigations, the so-called Hull investigation, concluded in 2018 that the reason the ship suddenly heeled over could not be determined. Two hypotheses were presented in the final report. One hypothesis was internal, uh, and that said that poorly secured cargo had shifted on the overloaded ship, and one was external. This second one allowed for the possibility that Sewall had struck an unknown object, such as a submarine. The panel could not agree on which hypotheses to accept. Now, something I was, I, I heard dur- during my research, it was in a podcast, um, was that they, so th- they, of course, p- had way more weight on this ship. There was a lot of cargo. There yeah. was a lot of cargo. And they didn't, properly secure right. the cargo mm-hmm. they tied instead of chains which i guess is you know metal chains which is what's usually used to secure cargo on ferries they ha- they just put ropes mm-hmm. um they just secured things with ropes which t- to me is is absurd i mean just think of a rope mm-hmm. and a ca- holding a car right on its side i mean Put ropes on the board. <laughs> Put ropes on the board. <laughs> Put ropes. Good call. Uh, it's not, uh, look, I, I feel I feel brazen saying it's your board. Yeah, no, 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 no. please. That's why you're here. Ben, today it's your it board. It's our it's, board. It's our board. <laughs> that's, very, that's very kind. That's very kind. Um, but it just, you know, that, that's just one of the deep corruption too? Wasn't it like, oh, wasn't, deep. are we going to, I don't mean to. And we ahead. will get to it. Yeah. Okay. Um, But. Just the- it all feels like a season of The Wire to me. Mm, yes. It's just everybody involved seems, except for the victims. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and in terms of the actual cause of the sinking, you know, I think what happened afterwards and what happened during the rescue uh, efforts, you know, is so much more 
the 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 horrible kind of mishap here. Oh my god! So you know because they weren't able to even after they uh, did this thorough investigation in 2018, even after they weren't able to uh with 100% certainty determine what actually caused the sinking you know we can kind of leave that you know just keep that in mind as we're building the board but we can well, put ropes and we can put probably and the, and the reason i bring up this uh the the ropes really is because you know imagine a ship is going at, it was already unstable in that they had um taken out now this is where i'm not an expert but they had taken out some of the uh I, I I don't know what it's called. The wa- <laughs> the way I understood it was the water that helps stabilize mm-hmm. uh, in order to because because it was so heavy they needed to take some of that off. So any mm-hmm. kind is of that like ballast? uh what is that ballast is that ballast is that what it is? It's like it, uh-huh. it, it's a water that keep inside well, the boat. That. Yeah, Chris will get into it. Um, did they de- oh because they had too much cargo they had because they had cargo. too much cargo, so they had to let that go. So any kind of like. St- uh, steering issue, right? Just a little to the left, a little to the right. And on top of that, if you think of like, it, it starts, let's let's say the boat starts to tip well, and then all of the cargo just starts to go. That's not right. helping the situation. There's nothing to counterbalance that. Exactly. It was yeah. sensitive to harder turns. I, th- I think turning yeah. was, a, was an issue as well. So this is, the, the excess cargo probably, you know, has to speak to something financial. Like why are they uh, sacrificing safety at the expense of extra cargo. Like, what are they gaining by shoving more stuff on money? Do, but is there like a reason? Do we know why? Like, what the cargo was? Um, I'm not sure what the cargo was, but uh, from what I understood, a ticket for a person was something like six hundred dollars, uh, sixty dollars. Okay. Um, and it, but if you, they uh to to Car- transport cargo, it was five hundred or something. Right. So right. it was economic. Like economically, it made more sense to fill it up with cargo than with people. It was. Or, uh, I mean, and there were still a lot sure. of people. So, so do we, what do we call that? Just like negligence or like greed? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, well, de- definite negligence. All of it. <laughs> Too much cargo was a direct, you know, this was a direct cause. It, there was, it right. was carrying three three 3,608 tons of cargo, more than three times the limit, yeah. which is. 987. Uh, let's put the captain up on the board. Lee June Soak. This is according to CNN 2016 article. As the ferry listed and sank, crew members repeatedly told passengers to stay where they were as rescuers would arrive soon. Many of them listened to the instructions and remained in place. As the ferry tilted sideways, water seeped in and objects in the ship toppled over, injuring people and blocking their way out. Anger over how the crew failed to evacuate the passengers intensified. Then video surfaced of the captain, Lee Jun-sok, in his underwear leaping into the arms of the Korean Coast Guard mm. while hundreds remained trapped in the vessel. He was found guilty of murder on appeal and sentenced to life imprisonment last year. Yeah. There's video of him. Jumping. Jumping out yeah. of the, the vessel while, and no and when you know that there are still so many people inside of it. Right. I mean, that's like rule well, number one of being the captain, right? Like you don't leave the ship until. Well, yeah. Cap- captains in underpants first. That's a yes, traditional that's, that's I mean, <laughs> thing. <laughs> Every, everything stays in the ship. Um, uh, if you're the captain. It, yeah. It's crazy. So he was, 
he was uh, convicted of of murder. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's in prison. I mean, um, you 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 rarely hear that though. That that a uh, kind of that kind of um. Yeah, he was, I believe, in his seventies by the time he was tried, maybe mm-hmm. seventy. Um, and uh, he, I mean, they were the prosecutors were trying to get something like three hundred years. Um, yeah. But I, I believe what they ended up giving him if you could look this up chris was uh 30 30 something mm-hmm. uh which was still it'll do it a, a life sentence for him um and he was a, a very experienced captain it's not like this was his right. first day on the job and you know he he i think he had 40 40 plus years of experience doing this which makes like not to i don't want to sound ageist but like it's almost like he's done it so long maybe he's just like he's not he has a lack of alarmism you know what i mean like he's not thinking about like Perhaps. the danger because it, it's gone so well for so many yeah. like, i don't know how you why is he in his underwear that is a good question <laughs> that is I, that, that and is i have odd. not been able to get to the bottom of that i don't know i don't know at what point did he lose his pants in the process of because it was early it was morning but it wasn't like 4 a.m it was like eight. no no right? he was he was steering the ship it was eight forty nine yeah. or something uh, when when it started to um, when they started to have issues, um, and Maybe he was losing it. The, from what I heard, he was steering the ship. He went to the bathroom and he put uh, a third or, or a second in command while he mm. went to the bathroom, and that's when it happened. And that like person Captain, was not expecting Captain Uniform's like a one a onesie and he has to take it all the way off. Like, <laughs> oh my god. Odd. I don't like a jumper, a romper, a romper. Yes, it doesn't make any sense. It seems like he should have had his pants. I mean I so, want a captain's romper now. <laughs> captain's romper. Let's, that would be nice. Uh, let, uh, let's talk about um some of the corruption behind the scenes. Okay. Um, I think it's important we put that up on the board. Let's put the CEO of the ferry operator. This is according to CNN 2014. Kim Han Seek, the chief executive officer of Chung Hee Jen Marine, was arrested in connection with allegations that excessive cargo played a role in the sinking. Investigators have said the amount of cargo more than doubled the ferry's limit and the failure to tie it down properly was partly responsible for the sinking of the seawall. Kim apologized for the disaster, saying victims of Sewell Ferry and their bereaved families, I am sorry, I am sorry. I've committed a crime that can only be paid back with my life. The New York Times wrote the ferry company's chief executive, Kim Han Seek, was a lawyer member of the Evangelical Baptist Church of Korea, a church led by Yoo Byun Yun, who also happened to be the owner of the Chung Hee Jen Marine. Kim followed Mr. Yu's orders and hid a 10% share of the ferry operator for Mr. Yu under his name. So the ferry and the ferry company's chief executive mm-hmm. are, are, are in cahoots, well, they, essentially. They hid their ties to this... Yeah. To this uh, they hit a ten percent share, yeah, um, and and you, we'll we'll talk about. But the the there was um, the U family was also tried, and and a um, few members. The the uh, uh, U Yun Yun was um, actually 
he he went on the run and found mm. uh dead uh, a few i believe it was a few months later wow he uh th- they don't know if it was suicide or if he was if it was an accident or he was killed but he went uh missing mm. and then he was um found dead well let me tell you more about the uh the you family cuz okay. you should put them up on the board as well okay This is a a Korean business tycoon, billionaire, and leading member of the Salvationist Church. Yu Byun-yun was chairman of Chunghee Jen Marine, which operated the MV Sewol ferry when it sank. Shortly after the sinking, he went missing and was found dead. New York Times uh, uh, says dozens of interviews with regulators, Coast Guard officials, prosecutors, dock workers, crew members... And family business associates seem to confirm the prosecutor's contention that the Yu family played a crucial ro- role in the tragedy by cutting corners on the ferry's safety, even as it was spending lavishly on itself. So much money was being uh, siphoned away from the ferry company to Mr. Yu and his relatives that it was starved of funds and spent two do- just Two dollars last year on safety training for the Seawall's crew members. The money went you- <laughs> to buy a paper copy of a certificate. I was going to say, how can you spend only two dollars? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had the same question. It was it, it was, was it was printing. It was printing. Oh my god! Um, must have been in color. Yeah. <laughs> must have been <laughs> right. That's a they good point. For and that at and least. literally Jesus. one page. Oh, <laughs> oh, probably a matte finish. <laughs> Um, this is terrible. This is terrible. Um, uh, here we go. Coast Guard officials turned a blind eye to problems with safety checks after they had been taken to the resort island of Jeju, where they were wined and dined by the ferry company. Other inspectors admitted they eyeballed. Oh, this is crazy. Other inspectors admitted that they eyeballed boats from a distance to see how deeply they sat in the water, effectively <laughs> guessing whether they were overloaded with cargo. We've can talked you, about this stuff a lot in different episodes. Can you believe episodes. that? This happens over and over again. I mean, it's like a lack of regulation. It's negligence. It's it's like, you know, capitalism, greed, whatever. It's like all these things wrapped up into one. It's just like uh, people don't... I don't don't know. do your we, job. Have some wine. Yes. From, from this beautiful vista, go check out that boat's ass. Right. Don't. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry like, about it. You got to. It's like, look at this boat, you know, like the signs in neighborhoods, like drive like your children live here. Yes. You know, uh, it's like, look, if you're one of these guys, it's like, you got to imagine like your most loved one is sitting on that boat every oh time. My God. And like, got to take and it you seriously. Have, you literally have one job. Right. One job. Yeah. They had one job. I was, Safety. I was reading that. So this uh, boat, the ferry, was purchased just a year before uh, the accident happened. And it was about, I want to say, uh, 18 years old or 12 or 18 years old. I mm. forget. Um, but it, it, it was an older boat. Right. And they paid for it, uh, I don't know, something like ten, uh, seven or $8 million, which is still a lot of money. But had they bought it new, it would have been like sixty billion, you know, uh, uh, you know, exponentially so so much more. Mm. What they did when they purchased the boat, instead of 
putting safety regulations on it, which clearly they don't care to spend any money on safety, right? They spent $2 on uh, their crew, you know, safety measures or training. Yeah, but what a font. <laughs> right. Right. Um, <laughs> they, they, um, they added more decks mm-hmm. to allow for more people to come on the boat. That's what they spent their money on. Right. They, they, instead of any kind of safety measures, they just wanted more people. They wanted more money clean. Decks I for- feel like, I mean, capitalism is going on the board, but I want to speak to what you're talking about. Cause it, I feel like this is, it goes beyond just like lack of safety right. protocol. It's like aggressively anti-safety. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yes. it's so negligent that it's almost intentional. And I feel like we should throw figure out what that is and put that on the board because it just seems so it's, blatant it's, it's mayor vaughnism there's a shark in the water let's uh-huh. keep the beaches open. oh oh yes, oh, yes. Oh, that's a, i was like i was yes. like what is, I, i'm really missing that <laughs> yes well in and in terms of just the um engineering i think rebecca makes you know a good point it's like they basically tried to take a a round object and fit it into a, a square, a round peg and tried to fit it into a square hole. There's this boat, <laughs> right? And they made these modifications where they just made two new passenger decks and expanded the cargo space. And it changed the essential um, yeah. center of gravity of yeah. the boat. And they just changed the whole idea of the, it's like no longer what it was once built for. And they, and these modifications were actually illegal. They were against the law. Mm-hmm. So the illegal re- redesign of the ship, I think just should go on the board. Yeah. Just that. And they literally wined and dined the inspectors and everyone to just turn a blind eye. Like mm-hmm. the carelessness yes. of these other people whose job is to, make regulations and, and, and make sure that safety regulations and make sure that people are adhering to them so that these kinds of tragedies don't happen. And just think, you know, to be like, Oh, well, it was a really nice dinner. I guess I won't report them. <laughs> right. right. What? Worth, worth hundreds of deaths. That uh, dinner was are you right. crazy. Is the whole system on the board? <laughs> the you know, and there's, there's also something to this, like when you have a niche <clears throat> specialty or expertise that nobody else, like, and any average person stepping onto that ferry would have no idea about cargo capacity, about passenger capacity, about you know um, ballast. Uh, by the way, ballast is the word. And oh, oh, they were, oh. They had <laughs> we nice got work, Ben. <laughs> You're going to get a onesie for that. A captain romper is coming your way, and it only oh, it, it only captain had Robert. like a quarter of the ballast that it right. needed at that time for the for the cargo that it had on the ship. So, um. But what I'm saying is there's something that is a special kind of integrity you need if you have a very niche expertise mm-hmm. that nobody else is going to kind of know about. Mm-hmm. Right. And for those people to turn a blind eye, that is a, yeah. you know. Right. That's, that's what I'm. Yeah. That's a real tragedy. It's like really. I don't know how we, you know, encapsulate that on the board. I just put, because I don't have a better term, but blatant safety negligence, but I feel like there's a better term for it. Mm-hmm. But the gr- the graft of it, you know, like is, yeah. is the guy getting the wine worse than the right. guy giving the wine? Right, right, mm. right. Great question. So, like put, put them both on the board. Yes, they must. And in a cell. Um, I want to put the table up on the board. Okay. The table? Table. 
I, okay. I hope I'm saying this correctly. C-H-A-E-B-O-L. Are you yes. trying to say table? No, no, no. <laughs> She's not. <laughs> You're not saying that right. Yeah. She's said that one before. John, John Lai in the journal article, The Wreck of the Sewol, a uh, few South Koreans would disagree on the primacy of the state and the table. Big business is what that means. The dominant received narrative of South Korea's economic dynamism highlights the role of the powerful developmental state and large business conglomerates. Symptomatically, Danwon High School is located in the predominantly working class city of Ansan. The seawall was yet another stark reminder that South Korea's political economy appears to be exacerbating inequality and poverty, empowering the chable while simultaneously disempowering the people. The Sewol disaster suggests that South Korea's state chibol capitalism may not be serving South Koreans. So... Sound familiar, America? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Not much different. But maybe that helps encapsulate what we're trying to talk about, just like a a more macro uh, option here. For sure. Sure. I also want to put up the Coast Guard. Okay. Um, because their response to the tragedy as it was unfolding was pretty bad. John Lee in the journal article, The Wreck of the Seawall, said, There was a puzzling failure of the rescue op- operation. The South Korean Coast Guard was not only ineffective rescuing passengers, but it also proved lax in soliciting and possibly blocking help from other agencies, including the South Korean Navy. Both the U.S. and Japanese offers of assistance were rebuffed. Mm. In particular, the National Intelligence Service, which should have spearheaded the rescue effort since it was a major accident, remained immobile and impotent. Now, for me, one of the things that haunts me about this tragedy are the the videos of the mostly kids who were inside the boat while it was happening mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and were calling their parents and yeah. were taking video and were texting and saying, we're still alive. Let them know. It, yeah. It like makes, honestly, it makes me so upset just uh, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah i was watching some of that video too and it's like so deeply deely uh, upsetting um and uh, compliance with their compliance with authority is what ultimately killed them yeah Mm -hmm. and um (laughs) oh man it just is it's so disturbing and so sad yeah what point do you uh, when you're young and impressionable and still kind of figuring out your own way in the world, like at what point do you think maybe these adults don't know what right. they're talking yeah. about? And like, you have to kind of break out of that, even if it feels wrong. Like I totally understand. I can't say if I were 15 and on a ferry and that started happening, that I would not just listen right. to what they said. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, how do you know until you're there, I guess, but that's just, and wasn't it a kid who called the it, coast guard? It first? was a kid. And three Why? minutes later, the 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 uh, ferry called. Yeah, three minutes later, they, what are these operators doing? What like that is insane to me. Yeah, the uh, absence of communication, the um, preventing the Coast Guard from getting involved, pre- pre- preventing uh, uh, the, the Japanese, other agencies, the other yeah. agencies 
U.S. and Japanese officers to uh, offers of assistance to. Um, What's that about? Why didn't they? Right, and 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 Today the delay. What are they hiding? Also, right. what are, what? Well, every everything to do with this boat, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's probably something that could go back to corruption, where it's like who's we, paying it's, who it's, off. We should have sh- corruption. Shable. Yeah. Sh- I mean, the, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think we should take the kids off the board. Oh, they're, oh, not, they're on. not on. They're not on. <laughs> <laughs> the kids are not on the oh, board. Oh, Ben. <laughs> no, no, no. I maybe got got it twisted, but I was like, they seem blameless. I don't know. Oh, why. No. no, no. Oh, my God. God. You've been thinking about that? Oh, no. <laughs> no way. Kids, no. Oh, take them off. I know. Um, so I know we're running out of time here, but I do want to put two more things up on the board real quick. Okay. And it, it goes to corrupt, goes back to corruption. Uh, first, the uh, Park Geun-hye administration, New York Times said, at the heart of the standoff is the deeply held belief that this is South Korea's best chance to break the collusive ties between bureaucrats and businesses that are the seamy underside of the country's economic rise and which they believe were an underlying cause of the disaster. UPI said Park was widely criticized by the public for mishandling the maritime disaster as she was slow to respond and address the crisis. Her seven missing hours fueled speculation and conspiracy theories on her unaccounted activities and whereabouts, eventually contributing to her impeachment from office. According to the prosecution's probe, the ferry began to sink at 9 a.m., actually earlier, uh, just just about, uh, and was completely underwater by 10.30 a.m. Investigators found that Park first received news of the ferry sinking around 10.20 a.m., an hour after her chief national security advisor, Kim Jang-soo, was notified of the accident. Her chief of staff, Kim Ki-chun, had been accused of drawing up false documents to create the impression that Park had been notified of the briefing at an appropriate time and had been updated with 11 additional reports that day. However, prosecutors discovered the ex-president had been briefed only two more times on paper through her aide. So, Just MIA. Just MIA. Where was she? This is a... A massive crisis. This is, mm-hmm. you're the leader of this country. Massive crisis is happening. How, how, how is it? And you get the information an hour later. Right. Well, those are, those are her people working for her, her, right. her, like you're like, it's, it's put the administration. And again, there's a fear based, this is fight or flight. And, and this is a flight. this is uh the people who were observing and knew about this um sinking of this ferry were acting out of fear first the 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 and this is you know when you read more about this horrible uvalde shooting that happened you know and the response to it and you saw that footage uh, i i couldn't help but think of the same thing which is um you have these parents on and you've got the kids in 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 the class and nobody's going in to stop this active shooter um for for as as minutes and hours pass um and there's something so deeply 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 disturbing mm-hmm. about those tasked with the responsibility and yes like credit mm-hmm. them for accepting that responsibility to help others to put mm-hmm. themselves in harm's way 
and to have the courage to go into the burning building, right? Mm-hmm. Um, credit, you know, those, but th- them, for them to act out of fear in, at, at a time when innocent people are, are being killed mm-hmm. or, in, or in a position where they might be killed is, is, is just so, so deeply, deeply disturbing. What seems um, apparent about this tragedy too is it seems like everyone must have known immediately that there was like something like the ship didn't get hit by another ship. It wasn't some freak accident. It wasn't a storm. It's like ships don't just like suddenly start rolling over. So I would imagine everyone was like, oh, there is some serious protocols that were not followed here. This is a big mistake. This is going to be bad. And everyone's like panicking about that versus how do we get these freaking kids out of here? Right. Like, right. who cares what happened? Obviously, it's wrong, and we'll have to deal with that after the fact, so we don't get in this situation again. But let's get the kids out of there. Yeah. Uh, ben was talking earlier about like making making a light of like time, right? Like we had like what happened to time, right? And I think mm. part of maybe what we can blame here is the illusion of of more time, right? When mm. when you're in a when you're in a, a situation um, that requires immediate action. Um, how are right. you, how can you be aware of that? Um, how can you give yourself a ticking clock when, when you feel like, cause when you look at that big boat, you're like, oh, it looks like it's kind of fine. It's like lay, it's like on its side. Right. The, you know, the yeah. experts have to know. If better. you're on a boat, if you're on a boat and it is on its side, get the hell off it. Yeah. Get off that boat. Yeah. yeah. You're right. So no, I Maybe know. like efficiency of time and, uh, I don't know. In an emergency situation, what do, how do you want to call that? I don't know. I, 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 I yeah. yeah, it took what did we say? It took an hour and a half to yeah, sink, an hour and a half, and that is like that is a super long time and not a super long time. Yeah, yeah, right. You're right. Like, right. You think that there's uh, this is going slow enough that someone will come and rescue us, right? Because what are we going to do? We are children, right? Yeah. We we right. necessarily rely on the systems in place that we trust, right? So to come and help. Here's something that I'm I'm just thinking about right now. So imagine you are in the bottom deck, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the only way out is through the top deck. Right. And you've now flip flip the this is perhaps so basic, but I I just can't wrap my right mind around this. Like the boat is sideways, right? How do you mm. how do you find your way right. out? Well, that too, right? Yeah. Oh, you just get in one in- of them cars. Get in one of those cars. I mean, I'm just saying, like, right. by the time the boat is on its side, yeah. how you do can't you- just walk down the hallway. That's you can't. Tough. How yeah, do you? Uh, there's right. no stair. You're crawling how, how over do you- walls and doors. That's the. I mean, and yeah, and on top of that, of there's total darkness. Right. So I mean, I. <sighs> Time is of the essence, is what I'm saying. The, the, mm-hmm. you're, you're right. There is no time. There's no time. The time is now, and the the fact that they waited so long is her is just horrific. Um. Lastly, I want to put up the Korean Shipping Association. This is uh, from two, an article in 2014. The KSA is responsible for routine shipping inspections, such as loading of cargo and safety gear intended to use to, for use by passengers. The body, which is paid for by passenger and cargo ship order, operators, also represents shipping companies. Two officials at the Korean Shipping Association have been arrested in charges of obstructing justice for destroying documents related to a probe into lobbying government officials. A third 
third official was arrested for alleged influence peddling and embezzlement. Prosecutors are also investigating Korean Register, KR, which tests and certifies ships. Trade groups wield enormous power in South Korea's shipping industry and in other sectors, too, as lobby groups... And as business interests, they can outsource inspection contracts to smaller companies, said an official at ship at a shipbuilding company. The biggest problem is government officials turning into lobbyists working for mm. industry trade groups. Yeah, this is something we talk about a lot. Yeah. Kwan O-In from the Civic Group of Citizens Coalition for Economic Justice said it's been going on for decades since South Korea's experienced economic development and growth. So when people who are in charge of safety mm-hmm. are also... They go and get jobs after they're, they finish that term. They finish a term where they're the inspectors and they, and they go and get jobs as engineers. Politici- you or, mean as politicians? Or as politicians. Yeah. And then they know how to get around all of the yeah. rules because they were the ones making the rules. So right. They can, <laughs> it, it, yeah. So, and it's all about money. Yeah. It's just sort of there like, should be laws in place that prevent stuff like this happening because it just leads time to, and in so many countries to corruption. Yeah, it's like oh, you're a valuable. You'll help. Tale as old as time. This one, but who cares? Money, right? That's okay, all that matters. So, do we have anything else we want to put up on the board before we move on? I just want to put up, put up broad, broadly speaking the the lack of alarmism uh, from yeah. from rescue from yeah. the rescue effort. Yeah. Let's put that. How many here. times is systemic corruption up on the board? Cause <laughs> yeah, we, we just have keep it, putting up. it. Just keep putting it, it up. Go, it, yeah. And it somehow keeps escaping our alarmist jail. You can't hold it in. It's everywhere. <laughs> oh, right. You know why? Cause the system is corrupt. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. They got to you. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. Let's take a quick break and then start knocking things off the list. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs coming off their parents plan or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig underwritten by golden rule insurance company they offer flexible budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals get more cool facts about united healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Who's to blame for the Sewall Ferry disaster? Cargo and steering errors? Ropes? Negligence? Captain Lee Jun Siok, systemic corruption, CEO of the ferry operator Kim Han Sik, the Yu family, capitalism, illegal ship improvements, blatant safety negligence, the whiner or the diner, the Chebol, the South Korean Coast Guard, Park Gin Hai administration, efficiency of time in an emergency, the Korean Shipping Association. Or lack of alarmist or lack of alarmism among the rescuers. Okay, we have a oh my god, really big. We have a mix of actual people and sort of broader ideas. Mm-hmm. Right. So let's start folding uh, some of these. I mean, the it looks ropes, like a lot can be folded into. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and let's let's do it, Ben. What let's do you take, think here? I think like the U family capitalism. Uh, negligence, the winer of the diner, mm-hmm. uh, the chable, mm-hmm. can, at least the CEO can all be folded into systemic corruption, if not mm-hmm. more. I like mm-hmm. that. I think let's go ahead and do that. I think that's smart. Okay, so that was a lot. CEO, the CEO, CEO, you family, yeah, capitalism. Sure. Capitalism. The wine or the diner. The table. Probably illegal ship improvements, too. And safety mm-hmm. negligence. Yeah. All those. Right. Yeah. Because, well, yeah, you can you can look at it in terms of during the construction they're to blame, uh, the, the re-engineering right. of the ship, yeah. and also during the rescue effort they're to blame, or the called mm-hmm. the aftermath. Do we throw the Coast Guard in the park? Uh, G. Hen- I just can't say that. The administration. Uh, the administration, I think we can also fold that into the systemic corruption. Yeah, the coast. I mean, the coast, the coast guard, guard is, is feels like an aspect of the systemic corruption, but like on the on the back end. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Like they're protecting the system. Right. I what don't are, think ropes are part of that. Yes, <laughs> I, think I think we, we can, can take, take it off. them off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or ropes. Well, they're good I, for some I, things, you know. They're good for some things. I don't know that in a in a, a battle between ropes and systemic corruption. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The ropes are going to come out on time. <laughs> I also, negligence, I feel like, might be folded in. That's right. And as well as the Korean Shipping Association. And the, to and the, the system of corruption. No, well, I guess the captain I feel is like his own guy. The captain guy. feels separate, right? The yeah. captain and, mm-hmm. the, and the crew, which we didn't even yeah. talk about, but, you know, the, the crew members were quick to follow the captain. Some of them, not yes. all of them. Yeah. No, and, some, and a lot of them <laughs> were convicted and found guilty of yeah. negligence. Yeah. Um, just to sort of go over really briefly what the um, the uh, legal sort of fallout for this was. The captain was convicted. He got 36 years for... Okay, yeah negligence mm-hmm. the engineer mm-hmm. uh was found guilty of murder and and uh okay i mean uh, that makes sense and jailed yeah. for 30 years if they're the one allowing all these illegal poor improvements quote improvements right yeah 
I feel like we can put the um, cargo and steering errors into that also falls into the corruption, right? Well, yeah, yeah, because it wasn't the cargo per se. It was, yeah, it was obviously, it was right, the amount of cargo that, that was let yeah. on the boat and it yeah. was the. Is is blatant safety negligence though? Could you, you could fold, you could that, also f- arguably fold cargo and steering errors and the captain and the crew and the engineer into safety negligence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to. The one thing that the captain, that when I think of one, when I think of the captain and, and his, um, his accountability here i think of the fact that he he was the one it was his voice mm-hmm. that told everybody to remain where they were right and mm-hmm. then subsequently get off the Left. ship yeah without right. communicating that in a, it, or making an effort to communicate that to the rescue effort saying mm-hmm. i told them or may, maybe he did but um that wasn't adequately um, emphasized, uh, right? It was because, a little too late. Whatever he did, right? And and that to me is a key element of this uh, of this tragedy. Mm-hmm. So, do we fold blatant safety negligence in the crew into the captain then, and keep the captain on the yes, board? Yes, I I think I think we keep the captain up on the board. I think we can take the crew uh, off in that. It all, you know, they're they're he following the captain's the orders, sure. right? And I will say that the the crew was they were most of them were short term hires, right? So, right. and what they were legally found guilty of was abandonment and right. violating some maritime laws. So there isn't a direct line from them to, right? The yeah. So what we're left with here is. The captain, the systemic corruption, efficiency of time in an emergency, and lack of alarmism among the rescuers. And as much as I like to spread the word about alarmism and try uh, to Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, put a positive spin on on that, I don't think we can... Yeah, that's after the fact. That's something we can learn, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think we send the systemic corruption to the alarmist jail and slap the captain. What do you guys think? I mean, yeah, sounds right. Sounds just, I think so. Um, I wish we can put a name to the systemic corruption, but I I think, and this is what Ben was talking about earlier when he was, when we were eliminating things from the board, it's like, it goes so deep and there's so many levels and there's so many versions of this systemic corruption that I think we just got to put it all into the jail. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to call it captain Lee June soak. You're getting the big slap systemic corruption. You're going to the alarmist jail. Feels good. Feels good. And Mm -hmm. Ben, I'm sorry that your first episode here is such uh, bleak and dark <laughs> and sad tragedy. Uh-huh. Ben, thank you so much for joining us and sure. helping us get to the bottom of who's to blame for the horrific Seawall ferry disaster. Following the devastating deaths of so many passengers, the captain and 14 other members of the crew were convicted on charges related to the sinking. Many South Koreans felt robbed of justice, noting that the big corporations and bureaucrats who allowed for corruption and poor regulation were not held accountable. Over the course of several years, hundreds of parents of the victims staged protests, 
demanding justice for the lives lost. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Visit our website and let us know who you think is to blame at www.thealarmistpodcast.com and follow us on Instagram at The Alarmist Podcast and on Twitter at Alarmist The. You can also send us your thoughts via email to thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com. Today's episode was produced and engineered by Clayton Early with fact-checking by Chris Smith and editing by Molly Hockey. Thank you to our associate producer and researcher, Alex Paul. The Alarmist is executive produced by Rebecca Delgado-Smith and the Erios Network. Tune in next week. We'll be discussing the Haitian Revolution. Erios. Powered by ACAST.